What do they say? It's it's like a it's an er. They say er. action, you idiot. <laughs> That's the start oh of it. Ben's falling apart. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Roman Cinema. Today we're going to be talking about a great movie. It's called Nope by Jordan Peele. We're also going to... Nate's chewing ice into the, into the microphone as close as he can. If you ever hear audio issues, guess who's it's coming from? It's Nate. So if you ever hear no, a buzzing... I record. If you ever hear a buzzing, it's Nate and I couldn't just cut him out of the episode. So we're going to talk about... Or you're watching the greatest episode of TV ever written. <laughs> it's a callback to a mid-episode joke about the fly. Uh, speaking of mid-episodes, the fly. <laughs> well done. That's Jake. I'm also joined by Nate. We're going to be talking about Nope today. We're also going to be playing a game called... Sorry, I have to scroll through a tweet we're going to talk about. Twilight or Low Light, where I give you the title of something, and you tell me if it's a Twilight Zone episode or an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's a great title. Twilight or Low Light? Thanks. Did you come up with that? Yeah. Did you come up with that? Good huh? job. Thanks. Creative. I also came up with Rum and Cinema. Remember that? Yeah. It was a little, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Ben sitting there watching movies, drinking. What could I call this? <laughs> Drunken cinema? Actually, that's better. <laughs> Fuck. Nope. Uh, so we all saw Nope by Jordan Peele. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, do not listen to the rest of this podcast. Well, no, just don't. Go watch the movie. There's aliens. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Spo- Unlike signs. Spoilers. Oh, true. Spoilers ahead. We're going to talk about Nope. Um, first off, what did you think of the movie? I have an interesting take on this movie. I think it was Jordan Peele's worst film. Yeah, I agree. But it was also very good in its own right. Um, it's hard. Be, you know. So we just recorded the episode for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So when you say, how is this movie? You want to compare it to that. Yeah. Which is not a fair comparison for any movie. Um, nope was Jordan Peele's worst film, but that's an extremely high bar. This was a solid movie. Uh, overall, loved it, but I definitely a couple of critiques. I feel like I needed a little I, more from it, and then I would have been really happy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm curious to know, because Taylor and I were talking about it yesterday, and we were at the conclusion that I don't think that there was a satisfying way. I don't think there was a way for this movie to end that would have satisfied me. Uh, but this also didn't. And maybe that's the point. And maybe like that's... If that is the point, fucking amazing job. Well done. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the third act is where I started to be like, okay, that's cool. Yes, yeah. The, the first uh, two-thirds, even three-quarters of the film was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it kind of like wavered. You're like, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, and well, I think it's, pretty, it's like, what for me the like no spoiler thing I enjoyed about it was the oh we're past that you can spoil the it. eeriness. Yeah, what, right. what's the spoiler well, thing? No, I, I don't really have a spoiler thing. I was just I was just putting it out there. 
Okay. No, no, but it's it's very general, I guess. Like I was just saying, it's it does. There's no spoilers in it. Uh, cut this all out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's our intro. <laughs> um, the thing that I most enjoyed about the movie was the eeriness and the tension. It was like it was very otherworldly, and there've been a few. There's a few movies that I really love that about, and I think I realized like I don't. The ending of all of them is my least favorite part. Yeah. None of them are in my top of movies because I don't know if you can set up a really eerie, like, stop me if you have an example of, like, a movie that has a really eerie atmosphere and mysterious and then pays off in a way that you're like, wow, that was great. Uh, maybe. It's insidious. always once you. Yeah. Meh. Maybe Blair Witch Project. I've never seen that, actually. I think when it Ooh. came out, it might have been more satisfying than you watch it now. Yeah, it might be spoiled for me now. Yeah. But at yeah. the time, I would think that might... Insidious, I agree, too. I... When we saw the... the I've, but I, Insidious... It's rare. Insidious is the one... What's that? It's rare. I agree, 100%. Like, we can uh, think of I've, two... Is, Insidious yeah. is the one where it's, like, the haunted basement, right? Or the haunted attic, and there's, like, the clown monster guy? That's it. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking Insidious, the, maybe you remember the scene of the... The woman, the medium, and she's wearing like the gas mask, and then they astral project. Mm. It's the no. Trailer. I'm thinking of one where there's like a little boy goes into the attic, and this like Jack in the Box looking motherfucker. Chucky. No, 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 no. Might be it's hit. it's in that it's in that realm for sure. Um, it was like a demon basically. Yeah, that's, that tries to like. Insidious. That's insidious. I mean, I, I'm saying when you see the monster, I was bummed out. There's a demon. Oh no! In that movie too. No, this one has the best non-jump scare of all time, where you just like, you look the once face, and he's not there, and then the yeah. other face shows up behind him. That's incredible. Yeah, no, I, I know it gets you off, man. Faces? <laughs> no, I know that scene specifically. Like, oh yeah. As soon as you said that, I wasn't even <laughs> sure of the movie, and I know that that's what you're talking about. <laughs> that's my vibrator. So Nope was good. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, it had yeah, some faults. That one. I want to start with a critique that I saw online from a well-known movie reviewer, Logan Paul. Sorry, sorry. I just want to go back. I just looked at the picture. I confirmed. It is that movie. Yeah. There's a scene in Insidious, you guys are going to feel crazy, where the boy goes up. He goes into like the other realm or something, and the demon's like stalking him. He like oh, yeah. goes into full view. Yeah. yeah, that was the part where I was like, this. okay, it's dumb now. And that's the same in every movie. Yeah, it's dumb. That one. By the window. Okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Logan Paul put out a tweet thread about Nope. I'll read it to you now, and we're going to go point by point, which he numbered for us. Thank you. Uh, oh, good. And talk about, there's 10 of them, and talk about whether we agree or not. Nope is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Period. Disagree. That's, yeah. <laughs> I love Jordan Peele and Kiki Palmer can act her ass off. But this movie is objectively slow and confusing with stretched themes that don't justify the pace. Well, I believe that he found it confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to conceptualize something spelled wrong. Uh, disturbing. Oof. A trained chimp goes animalistic and mauls an entire set or a UFO devours anything in its path. It is hard to sensibly tie it to the plot, which was done remarkably poor here. Here's a series of questions. Number one, no one was curious how a quarter shot through a man's face and killed him or why a key was lodged in the backside of a horse while he was riding. 
Shit happens. Didn't they literally say airplane? Well, yeah. And first of all, he was curious. All right, well, yeah. so think the about only everyone. witness was curious. Yeah. yeah, because to everyone else, I'm sorry, but it's a it's a freak accident. Yeah. It's it's not it's not enough of a weird thing that it's going to make national headlines. And if you weren't but, there, a plane is the obvious explanation. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because you're never gonna think. And it's then a his. UFO. Yeah, and then so his family, who is was concerned, as the only ones who would honest and sadly, but honestly, they're the only ones who would care mm-hmm. to give it a second look. Which is part of the point, I think, of this whole thing. Number two. Yeah, someone sorry, oh, someone yeah. pointed out specifically that he keeps the 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 quarter pinned to his thing as a reminder that something's not right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe these are subtle things he didn't see. Uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't understand. He saw them. This is the person who put a person who committed suicide in a Japan forest in their thumbnail on YouTube. So like, yeah. Subtlety might be lost. I don't know anything about him except his name and that he's a douche. That's all uh, I know about him. He does actually do some pretty like positive things for like workers, I think. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's got a lot of baggage for sure. Uh, number two, why and how did the shoe stand up on the set of Gordy's home? Okay, Taylor did actually have a huge problem with that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 weird. I I actually had forgotten about that until now. It was even framed that way. In the yeah, it's very yeah. it's very hard to miss, but it's yeah, I, di- I didn't miss it, but I had I had forgotten about it, and I actually I don't have an explanation. So the only explanation I've heard that I like is the term "bad miracle," which comes up a lot in this movie, um, and I think that's a a good way to look at it. Like weird things happen at awful times, but that's like another thing is like tra- well, people who've that's... gone through a trauma like focus on something, and that was what he focused on, obviously. Yeah, at at one point I thought that maybe yeah, it was it was like he was misremembering it. Uh oh, yeah. but but yeah, I, I saw the same explanation you did and just I, I accepted that it was a freak thing and it's the only reason that he someone put out that maybe it's the only reason he survived because he was looking at that and not making eye contact with the chimp. And so it explains why it why it had to happen. Like there had to be something weird in order for this weird story to happen. And it does a nice job of like tying together the scenes without having to be so like obtuse about it. Like, oh, look what I did. Number three, the deep voice cinematographer was cryptic for no reason other than to be cryptic. Okay, you're telling me this guy was willing to die because he wanted to better lighting to capture the ET. Yes. Uh, he was popping some kind of crazy big pills before he did the shoot. So that tells me like he's dying and he doesn't really care and he would just rather have the shot. I miss I that. also think Yeah, I miss that too. I I also think he's uh he's at his core, he's like, you know, a, a peak artist. Yeah. And he's you know, he's he's referred to as just a legend in the business. Um He's he's old. He's you know he's seen it all. He's done it all, and and he's he's ready to sacrifice everything for this ultimate work of art in his eyes. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I didn't like it when it happened in the movie. I was you know because I liked yeah. him, uh, and so I was upset about it. But I get it. It's not like yeah out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think um, 
it ties into a major theme, which is to monetize spectacle and the fact that we'll watch something up and until we die. Like, it's the same scene we saw with uh, Stephen Yen's character, Stephen Wen's character, Jupe. He was looking at the, the alien as he came over and sucked up his whole business, life, family, everybody, and he still just kept looking right up at it. Uh, number four. Yeah, I, oh, I accepted it without... Uh, no, I was saying I accepted it without any question. Yeah. Like, I accepted that he would do that. Like, that character would do it. Yeah. Same note, man on the motorcycle. Why was his voice deep and robotic? Framed to be an antagonist who'd have a good reveal. Mystery solely for the sake of mysteries confusing and leaves too many open ends for a viewer trying to invest themselves in a storyline. I will say... I mean, I... Yeah, go ahead. I will say that the, the way the TMZ character behaved, like the joke of him wanting to get the shot, did take me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a little far for... It, it strained believability for me. Uh, it was a mild annoyance. Yeah, like I, I get I get what they were going for, but it was it was a bit much. It was you know a little cheesy. Yeah, I, I, it was a little cheesy for me when he he just said he he mentioned it a few too many times. He wasn't scared on his death. I think he should have been. Mm, yeah, he was like, "Get my camera, get my camera," as he was dying. Yeah. Like he said, "Get a shot" when he was like mortally injured on the ground. It was a little yeah. it was a little cheese. I didn't. He, I I agree with those critiques. And if Mr. Paul would have tweeted that, we would have probably agreed. But he said, "Frame to be an antagonist who'd be, who'd have a grand reveal." Not really. This is the first. You fir- the first no. time you see him is two hours. No, he was an obstacle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, that, that that part's dumb. Yeah. Uh, my next point: the storyline is all over the place. In a crowd of forty people, the actress who was mauled on the set of Gordy's home was there. Why? Shock factor because of her scarring. Does she come to all of them? Did she come before the ET feeding? No. Remember. No. Like, Jupe's whole thing was this was a new thing we're premiering, and he invited everybody that was close to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's just missing a detail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he clearly would have told her that this was like, hey, you need to come out to this. This is his big reveal. Like, his whole crew was there. It it, it seemed a lot bigger than... And, like, we saw him practice the night before. That does bring me to, to my biggest critique of this movie, but I will wait until the end of Mr. Paul's list, and we will see if he brings okay. it up first. Yeah. I, I will concede that I, I'm pretty sure that the woman's face was for the trailer. 100%. Uh, and I'm okay with but that. But that, that's fine. Yeah, I like it more because of that. It was, it was mysterious, and then it had an explanation that was satisfying. I think it also like proves the point of the spectacle that he's putting forward. Like we'll do anything to see a spectacle. Like we see that face and we're like, I want to see what that happened. Like what happened yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Jupe, Stephen Yen's character, has trauma with the phenomena of commercializing predators for profit. And for the last six months, he's been feeding horses to an ET in the sky. But what about before that? What is the purpose of that creepy cowboy theme park? He's making money off of the fact that he was almost attacked it's the same thing commercializing predators for profit just not explicitly until the end was the cowboy part directly tied to his previous show i I thought he was just like a old actor who had money he gained notoriety from that made another show on the ranch and then monetized it oh sure yeah i mean Um, yeah it just didn't strike me as weird yeah my my point with this is and you talked about earlier how you thought or someone online maybe thought that um, Jupe was looking at the shoes, and that's why the monkey didn't attack him. I think it's that the tablecloth was in the way, 
and the monkey couldn't see that he was looking at him. Like, Jupe was looking at him, but he didn't realize that the the cloth in front of his face was saving him. Um, and the fist bump was just training for the monkey, but I think Steven's character, uh, uh, Jupe, took it as, I am one with this person. Like, I can do this. I am, I am okay with this. Which is why I... Th- like he didn't learn the lesson because the, he didn't know it was a lesson, and I think that's why he yeah. he did the thing with the horses and died the way he did, staring right at it because he didn't learn it before. Like um, Daniel Kaluuya's character OJ says, "Don't look the horse in the eyes." Very early on, and that's something you had to learn through training. And Stephen had a chance, or Jupe had a chance to do that, and he didn't. Yeah, I, I, I do. I wish we had a little more time with Jupe's character. I'll say the storyline yeah. didn't super connect with me. Like it felt it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish there was a little more. Like I, I thought there were good connections drawn, but like hearing people talk about it afterwards, I got a lot more. Uh, it felt a little quick in the, in the movie. Number seven, why was so much emphasis placed on the name of the horses? They had title cards. Why? I don't know. It's a cool way to divide the story. Like, I agree. It was kind of unique. I think uh, I think it also kind of is an homage to just the whole thing being, you know, like very Hollywood is you sort of give things little chapters and titles. and mm. I think he's just being rude know. now. <laughs> 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 Uh, number eight, why was Barbie Ferreira, who played Nessie, I don't recognize the name to be honest, might be one of the kids, given such a small role, an incredible acting talent, so underutilized, why was she even in the movie? Okay, good story. Uh, number nine, oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm just looking at her on IMDb, I'm guessing she's the one who was the mauled. Oh, Nessie? Actress. Okay. That's that's just a guess that's, though. But either way, didn't didn't change. Either way, it's like eh, what? Yeah. Uh, number nine. You why someone for a role? Way to strip all the life from a phenomenal actor, Daniel Kaluuya, by casting him as possibly the most mundane vanilla character I've ever seen. Not a question. I'm just pissed. I mean, the fact that he's so understated is the point that he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the character that he's playing. Like, if if he's a great actor, then he can he transforms and brings whatever character to life. This character is that he doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't emote a lot. He just you know, and he did a phenomenal job at he, it. That's that's all. He doesn't have the charisma his father had, and his sister yeah. doesn't have the drive his father had. Or the direction his father had. That's they're both missing yeah. something he had. Like that's kind of a point of the movie again. Number ten. An extraterrestrial creature that is advanced enough to fully shapeshift, activate an anti-electromagnetic field, and propel itself in any direction quickly and quietly. Can't tell the difference between a plastic inflatable and a viable meal? Nope. I wouldn't say that the electromagnetic disruption is something that this creature is actively doing. No, no it's, it's just I, I don't animal. think it's like turn on phasers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think 
I think being sentient and being alive are two different things. And I don't think that this one is one of those. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a question of like how it got there. What is it? But the, the, the movie's not interested in answering those questions. And it's a predatory, like the whole point is it's a predatory, like primal creature that you can't tame. Like that's literally the point of this being the way it is. And I think it's a kind of a miss there. Okay. So the last little party puts here. I love peel and the VFX. He's not confused why it was scared of the flags. The flag. No. It's, it's just an animal. He was choking on it. I love Yeah, I know. I'm saying he's not confused oh, why yeah, it yeah. got like yeah. say why it got scared off by the <laughs> by the flags. Yeah, that's true. I love Peel, the VFX and aesthetic, but my thesis is this. I could feel him attempting to recreate the shock from Get Out in Us, mystery, violent, allure, and cinematic choices made for the sake of reaction instead of legitimate contribution to the storyline killed this movie for me. I mean it a sad and embarrassing display that he so confidently put out there while having missed the entire point, yep. as well as a lot of little subtle things, and not even that subtle. Like, cause maybe six or seven of those are like, dude, you missed the point of the movie. But then three or four of those are also just like, dude, you're, these are common sense yeah. things that have nothing to do with the overall point of the movie. You just lack the common sense. Yeah, about, it sounds about right. That's it's, my it's, review of his review. It's frustrating because we specifically we were talking about spectacle. Uh, I'm not going to reference back to the previous podcast. I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, we, we've been talking about spectacle this whole time. And the, the criticism he's levying specifically doesn't apply to this movie. Mm-hmm. It applies to all of the other movies that we're complaining about. It's frustrating to hear him say it about this movie. Yeah. While we're on the topic of criticisms of this movie, oh, yeah. he did not list my big criticism with this movie. Um, in terms of like immersion breaking for me, the part that I find the most unbelievable, you know, you, okay, there's this alien, you take that into account. After with all this time and planning and six months of planning, Jupe's grand reveal was a little rodeo show with 20 people. I find that to be the weird thing. He couldn't come up with anything better than mm. that. He couldn't bring out a little news crew. He couldn't He couldn't have spent any of the last six months trying to get some sort of proof. He just advertises out to his friends and neighbors and then ends up with a tiny crowd at his little rodeo. That part, to me, that's that's the big standout of like, Okay, plot-wise, this part doesn't make Who sense. Who do you think the spectacle is in his situation? Like, in him setting that, like, in... Who's who's the spectacle? Well, he's... For him, it's the creature. Think so? He's saying... Uh, well, I'm... Because he's like, hey, everyone come out and look at this creature. We're going to feed it, and I've tamed it. I think he wants everyone to see him seeing the creature and taming it. I think he wants to be the spectacle. That's why he did it on his home turf. Well, yeah, well, but that's he, that's fine, but Child Star could have brought in a, brought in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, he, yeah, they, they he, didn't he make could it have, seem like he was washed up or anything. That's true. That's a good point. And yeah. even then, you you invite out the local news crew. You you can do you can do something to you know to bring out more people than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, that was the only thing where I'm like, okay, this doesn't really track, but you know, it doesn't have anything to do with a. Uh, 
you know, the plot at large. I was just a little hung up sure. on that. Yeah. I think other than that, uh, the movie did a good job of showing how someone would actually react. Like when um, OJ opens the door and looks up and he just goes, nope. <laughs> or he's in the, the yeah. stables with the aliens and he sees what, nope. <laughs> like that's so bad. Yeah, he's, he's very, you know, and because I wouldn't call this a, you know, a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's, it definitely has some, you know, a little horror, a little suspense. And, and that's a big plane and a big complaint in horror movies is nobody would act like this in real life. And then, so finally we see this movie and we're like, yep, that's what I would mm-hmm. do. And, and so I, and I think that's part of what makes him such a great character. Like he doesn't say a lot, but he doesn't need to, you, you can still connect with him. Yeah. It's, when he said, nope, <laughs> everyone in the theater was like, hell yeah, brother. Awesome. Nope. I did see a Reddit comment that said that um, the movie Don't Look Up and Nope should switch titles and it would be just as good or if not better. And I love that. That's really good. Um, so another thing I noticed was that balloons popping um, were was the solution to both Gordy or, or started Gordy's problem and ended the problem with the, the creature, uh, Jean Jacket. Um, and I thought that was a cool little, I don't think it means anything, but I just thought it was interesting how the balloon popping set one off and ended the other. I thought that was nice. Just a little way to wrap it all up. Um, I had a problem with the trailers that I saw before this movie. I was shown a lot of horror movie trailers with jump scares and stuff like that. So I was in a place where I was already elevated by the time I got into the movie. So when this movie did have a bit of a slow burn, I kind of got taken out of it for a bit. And I had to like readjust to this movie. And I thought that did a disservice. So I've really taken to not watching trailers as much as I can. I think, um, you know, because trailers... Well, I was talking uh, with the friend before this movie that I went to it with. And before the movie started, we were talking about trailers, and that was one of, a complaint that he had was uh, that trailers just spoil the movie anymore. Mm-hmm. And and then while we were watching trailers that aired before Nope, um, I can't re- remember the name of the film, but there's some movie that's coming out with this woman, and she goes on this weekend getaway with her boyfriend, and turns bodies, out they're bodies. vampires. And oh no, yes, oh, no, bodies, not bodies, that bodies, one. Bodies, no, 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 that's yeah. But, but anyway, as we were watching that trailer, they literally were going plot point after plot point. And based on what they showed, they had to have covered 80% of the mm-hmm. movie. And it's like, what are you doing? We, you know, and then, and, you know, because the trailer's job is to get people to come see the movie. It has no other function than to do mm-hmm. that. And so a lot of times it'll misrepresent the movie because they're like, well, people come out and see this, you know, interesting perspective on on Hollywood and how they, you know, and things like that. Or will they come out and see this spooky horror-esque movie from Jordan Peele? They'll do that. And um, Yeah. yeah. Nate and I... And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Finish. I, I was going to say, I, I believe... Because I've never seen it, but I believe you once told me that the uh, trailer for In Bruges mm-hmm. make, makes it look like an action mm-hmm. movie. 
And and again, that's that's if you watched the trailer and then you watched in Bruges, you'd be like, I feel like this wasn't the movie I came to see, but it did its job of, you know, maybe of getting people in to go see yeah. it. Uh, in college, Nate and I went to Vegas over spring break one year and we were in, we were walking around and somebody was like, Hey, do you guys want to do a survey? I'm like, sure. And we go in and they showed us movie trailers for the same movie, but they were cut different ways. And we had to like rate how it made us feel and like what we would think about it. And it, it's, it was two totally different movies we saw based on the trailers. It was wild. And I've, I've never experienced it like, like that. So it, up front and in your face, yeah. but yeah, it's. They set a tone, and it, if it's wrong, it's way wrong. I don't remember. I only saw like a teaser trailer for for Nope in a theater, like early, early, early yeah. on. I don't remember getting a horror movie impression from it. I got. I remember getting the same, the eerie, the eeriness, but but yep. not like a mystery, but not a yeah. horror movie jump scare. That's that's because that's what I got. Because same thing, I I saw a Nope trailer a long time ago in a theater. And and th- I think those early cuts of trailers are the best that they just show before other movies, mm-hmm. um, at least in general. But because same thing, like I I saw the trailer for Nope. I'm like, I'm definitely going to go see that. There's some weird shit going down at this ranch. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's mm-hmm. up. Exactly. I had a teaser like that before my movie for Oppenheimer for when I watched Nope, yep. and that was Bef- just like, enough. Like after the after the lights darkened it was part of the movie it was an atmos only right. um showcase so if you were in an atmos theater a dolby theater then you would have seen it yeah yeah it was tied to that it was wild i that's all i need to see all right i, I honestly didn't even need to see that because i i'm nolan well but uh oh Mo- nolan and martin mcdonough i will never not see your movies um but yeah yeah sure they're one of the 115 see there <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was a really interesting take. And the themes I got out of this were like we talked about taming primal animals, monetizing spectacle, everybody wants to be famous, bad miracles, watching something up until we die, like people taking selfies and falling off of cliffs, like shit like that. So I thought it was a really good, timely way to look at things. And I, I liked it. I did. But I think Jake's right. I think it is, it's different than I, someone asked me actually how I would rate that compared to get out and us. And I didn't want to tell them it was last because I knew that would be the wrong impression. So I just said, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, cause I, I do, I think it's his worst movie, but by no means do I think it's a bad movie by no means. Do I think you shouldn't go mm-hmm. see it? I, I just think, uh, his other films were just more, more unique, more powerful. I think they were better. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're exceptional films, all all three mm-hmm. of them. This one just happens to be not quite. Yeah, and it, it was all the third act for me. I think the third acts of the first two were really solid, and this one was like, yeah. yeah. But you know, but like Nate said, I can't think of one that would be satisfying. Yeah, uh, I I never really put that to mind until he mentioned it. Yeah. But same thing, because I'm like, how how would I, you know, how would I have liked this? Like them on Oprah, like talking about the yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. As soon as I mean, as soon as you, as soon as they started like fighting back against the the alien, I was like, all right, well, this is just an action movie now. Yeah. Like it, it didn't have yeah. much more mystery to deliver. I was, I was kind of hoping like another shoe was going to drop, and it really didn't. Mm-hmm. I did. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that shoe would be. Yeah. Exactly. I can't. 
I can't think of one, so I'm okay with it. It's it pans out at the end, and then there's like four clouds coming in from different directions that are clearly not going with the other clouds. I kind of for half a second after she killed it and she turns in her face, what ended up being the relief. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like it was. She was breathing and she, her eyes were wide. I thought there was gonna be like five, like just ten, <laughs> like an army of them coming over the mountain, and then just cut to black. Oh, very. Here's a here's a question that that I don't have a solid answer mm-hmm. for. Did the film survive the manual film that they were recording on? You do see a do canister of film roll down the hill. Yeah, that's my that's my only answer to that. I think they're. That proof does survive. We know that for a fact that proof survives. There's a, I mean, yeah, there's a giant fucking alien on the ground. Well, then the picture, the, the picture thing. She took the pictures. Well, see, but because my thinking is they make such a big deal about this Oprah shot at the end. Yeah, that picture's not doing it for me. I, yeah, the, the picture is whatever. Yeah, it's like, like a it's cool a cool butterfly. picture, but guess what? The film yeah. is so much more important, and I'm fairly certain it survived. Sure. So it kind of diminishes away from that that cool, you know, Oprah shot ending. But I, I think that's how it is. You know, I think uh, I think that they can just go find that film, and they swapped out film because so they swapped out. He didn't get too much on the first one. He got a couple of yeah. you know whatever. But the, the real big film is the second one that he swapped to. Later, when he goes up to sacrifice himself to get the shot. He grabs like a different yep. camera, it's a different right? Camera. Yeah. He he, he grabs a smaller. So so the second film th- that they recorded on the big camera that they got all of the real important shit on, that film is still just sitting out there in the de- or on the ranch yep. somewhere. So yeah, I was like this 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 well camera shot is cool and all, but. And it's does not. Important. Have you ever seen the like the the first moving image they're talking about is real um it's actually the first one have you seen the instrument they use to view those zoetropes it's like mm-hmm. a handle and then like a carousel goes around you look through it and it goes through and it like flashes a light you like see a light so oh, that well is like yeah. a physical representation of it and the fact that she was the one taking those pictures and that was like the first god shot or whatever oprah shot i think that was a nice little tie-in hmm. um that's a cool touch yeah I, that I have another. I said, yeah, like I did it. Oh yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was uh, another welcome. question I had that I'm not sure I want to know the answer to, but like personally for the story, I don't think it makes much of a difference to me. But does OJ live at the end, or is that M imagining him in the best light as like this heroic cowboy, or did OJ actually I show up at sur- the end? I think he showed up. I I think he showed up too. I didn't even consider the fact that he had died until I was looking into this film later and I saw other people saying, you know, oh no, he you know, he died, blah blah blah. And a, a big clue in that direction is he's standing under a sign that says out yonder. Mm-hmm. And and you know, cuz the last time you see him before that, the creature's literally eye to eye with him he's staring it down and then you know it, it does end up giving chase to her but it's not like that creature couldn't kill him in a yeah. second if it wanted to so um but i do think uh i like to think that he survived sure. and also the horse's name was lucky 
So. That's true. Yeah, it, it makes sense, but it hadn't even occurred to me that he died. That's I don't think it's consequential at all to know, but I thought it was an interesting question for sure. It's it's yeah, it's super interesting that it, you know because you know I I think he survived. Uh, it's what I think, and it's what I'd mm-hmm. like to think. But I I can also appreciate that it is up for debate, and I think that I think it was very well done because a lot of times. I, I think it's really hard to general to genuinely make it ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. And and I think this did a, about as good a job of that as you can hope. In Bruges is the only other one that comes to mind that's kind of like this when they put Colin Farrell in the ambulance and he's giving his little speech at the end, and he stops and was like, "I really didn't want to die that day, I really didn't," and then door shut. And it's like, oh, same that it was like a similar feeling thinking about. Yeah. That's every episode now with the mention of In Bruges. <laughs> Ooh, we keeping it alive get that point street kids okay so would we recommend this movie yes 100% I'd recommend it let's let's add yeah, this it's, twist it's definitely worth watching regardless how would you recommend this movie we talked about that for everything everywhere all at once how would you tell someone if they were like I don't know what? why would I like it like what would you tell them like what kind of things would you tell them they need to enjoy to like this movie I'd say it's Jordan Peele yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, I I think he's. Uh, I think all of his movies are because they they bring about feelings that you get from other movies. You know, he he does the suspense. He does. You know, it's not like those things are mm-hmm. new, but I think he's he has like a very unique and fresh twist on all of these things. You know, like. You know, there have been how many alien movies, and you're kind of just, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, it's the creature, you know? But this one, it still felt yeah. different. Yeah. So, I've never I seen mean, a UFO. It was, it was different. There, yeah, yeah, there's nothing uh, There's nothing quite like this. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, what drink would you pair with this movie? For this movie, I think that the drink you have to go for is whatever's good in the liquor cabinet. Because <laughs> that was one of my favorite oh, lines yeah. that she dropped. It was good with that liquor cabinet. That's oh, that's a great one. And and I think it's also because think about any prominent character in that movie, and especially given like what they were going through and what they'd gone through, any one of them would have been like, "Shit, yeah, busted open. Let's that's see what so we got." Good. I love that. Yeah, that's the one. I had dark and stormy rum, ginger beer, and lime, but I love yours so much more. So, well done. Uh, speaking of Jordan Peele. He is in a show. He, he brought back a show that's a favorite of mine, Twilight Zone. Um, and what I'm going to do today for the game to help everyone have a good time is called... Has, uh, yeah? Has, has anyone watched the new Twilight Zone? Yeah. Uh, do you like no. it? It's not as good as Black Mirror, but it reminds you of Twilight Zone. So I like it for that reason. Yeah. I couldn't do... I did a couple episodes of Black Mirror, and I'm like... This is cool, and I think I get it, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I'd rather put, you know, because you can't watch every show you want to watch. Um, and for me, I'd rather watch a show that has, you know, a long, contiguous sure. storyline. I think Black yeah, Mirror's should one. go back and, go ahead. I think Black Mirror's one where you can just get, like, five recommendations for episodes to watch, and you're good. And just watch the highlights. That's what I was going to say. I'd like to recommend like three episodes of Black Mirror to you. Is it the one with um, the Star Trek one? That one's good. I like that one. 
the one I, I don't remember. Self- I, I watched them all in like three days. Oh, yeah. The cell phone uh, game one with the kid. That one fucked me up for a while with the computer. And he like with keeps, the computer. He has to do tasks over and over and over and like otherwise he'll die. I don't remember that one. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. So Twilight or Low Light. Uh, I'll give you the name of either an episode of a Twilight Zone or one of the movies that the Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys talked about. Does that make sense? Yep. Yes. Uh, last time we did a game, Nate won? Yeah. Barely. Barely. By one. And through cheating methods. I don't think what? I cheated. That makes... That, that's libel. What do you mean? What He's, do you mean I cheated? <laughs> J- Technically, it's slander. Jake's just hoping that people watched Nope more recently than Everything Everywhere All at Once to listen to this podcast first. And then they'll go back to the other one and be like, oh, shit, he did cheat. Even though yeah. he did. What, just like putting in their heads? Yeah. There's no other reasonable explanation for me losing. <laughs> I was trying to think of what you could possibly be talking about. You cheated. Okay, Twilight or Low Light? Me getting questions wrong. Hey, do you need me to explain the game more further, or are we good? No, I don't need you to explain it more further. Okay, good. Twilight or Low Light? The episode or title we're looking at is Superdome. Is that an episode of The Twilight Zone or a movie they made fun of on Mystery Science Theater 3000? This is insanely hard. <laughs> Isn't it great? I'm so good, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with my gut here, and I want to say Twilight Zone. Okay. I also say Twilight Zone. It is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Damn it. It is based on the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, which is a real football stadium. The star players on the Cougars. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, you guys need to. That's not sarcastic. I know. The star players on the Cougars are dealing with issues beyond football. Uh, The main guy is having marital difficulties, while quarterback Jim McCauley is being pursued by a shady management firm and a national gambling syndicate tries to find their way into a heavily favored Cougars to win the game. All these plots are connected by the murder of several people. <laughs> Several literally people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that one was Mystery Science Theater 3000. Zero to zero. Number two. Long live Walter Jameson. Is that Mystery Science Theater 3000 or Twilight Zone? Now I'm certain of my answer. Okay. Go for Twilight it. Zone. I, yeah, I, I think this one certainly is Twilight Zone. Nate? Yeah, no, that's my answer. It is the Twilight Zone. <clears throat> Easy. You're looking at Act 1, Scene 1 of a nightmare. One not restricted to witching hours of dark, rain-swept nights. Professor Walter Jameson, popular beyond words, who talks of the past as if it were the present, who conjures up the dead as if they were alive. In the view of this man, Professor Samuel Kittredge, Walter Jameson has access to knowledge that couldn't come out of a volume of history but rather from a book of black magic, which is to say that this nightmare begins at noon. That was the what? Uh, Rod Sterling intro from Twilight Zone. <laughs> is this is this nightmare begins at noon? Uh, uh, a reference that I don't get. I don't understand. No, it usually ends with um, in the Twilight Zone, but this one did not, and I thought that was interesting, so I included it. No, that that is interesting. I'm just I don't I don't understand what he said. <laughs> I was. It was my Rod Sterling impression. I was gonna say, did you did you also just did you make this game to break out that impression? I would have done a much better impression if that was the case. 
<laughs> I was impressed. I, I, I didn't want to critique, but I've heard better. All you got to do is like keep your... I thought I could do it for the whole thing. I made it three three words. Yeah, you kind of tired out and yeah. started real strong. Yeah. I, I got a couple impressions like that. Like I can nail like one phrase in this yeah, voice. Yeah, it's just over. Okay, yeah. next episode. So it's 1-1. One, one. This one is called The Invaders. Uh, I'm going to say Mystery Science. Okay. Yep. It is Twilight Same. Zone. Oh. This is the episode. I don't know if either of you have watched a lot of Twilight Zone. This is the episode no. where there are little like action figure looking things um, that invade an area that is like this really tall woman, older woman that looks like she's living in like the 1400s. And at the end, you find out the little aliens are U.S. Um, Navy space pilots. <laughs> so one, one still. Yep. Uh, next one. Yep. Twilight or low light? Project Moonbase. God damn it! I'm. See, I've been confident about like three of these four, <laughs> and then pseudo confident on the one. I am confident on this one. I'm going to say Mystery okay. Science. I, I also say Mystery Science. You are correct. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Easy. Uh, Moonbase was unusual because it um, portrayed space travel in a realistic way and for the time depicted a future in which women hold positions of authority equal to men. And there was a president of the United States that was a woman in this movie. That was a woman in this movie. And for as early as that movie was, kind of incredible. Uh, oh, like when the Do first one was? I no, on the, on the movie. Oh. On the movie. 1953. The first moment of power. Go ahead. 1953. <laughs> so actually pretty incredible. Hmm. Also a bummer. <laughs> yeah. But it's that late. I was hoping yeah. for earlier than that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you want to clarify why that's a bummer. <laughs> Man, it's a bummer there's that woman present in that movie from the 50s. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, the next episode is called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Is this Mystery Science Theater 3000 or Twilight Zone? All right. I'm going to do this one so Jake doesn't accuse me of cheating. Okay. I'm going to go first. Go for it. I'm pretty confident, too, that it's mm-hmm. the Twilight Zone. Jake? Take that. How many How many questions are there, there left? Yep. After it's this? It's tied right now. I want to say Mystery Science. Idiot. It is Twilight Zone. Fuck. Like I the knew most it was. famous episode. Two to three. It's the episode with William Shatner where he sees the thing on the plane. There's something on the wing. Yeah, that one. Oh, the only the only one that I know of is uh, where he's locked up in the where he breaks his glasses. Oh, oh finally in the library. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. This is this is the second most quoted one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate is up by one, three to two. Last one. To serve man. Mystery Science Theater 3000 or Twilight Zone? Jake, you can go first. Or do you want to go second? Since you're behind, you pick. No, I'm going to go yeah, first. Yeah, I'll let you pick. I'm going to go first. Bitch. To serve man. To serve man. We're going to say... Twilight Zone. Nate. I also think it's Twilight Zone, so suck it. It is Twilight Zone. Oh my... <laughs> no, that's... Disrespectful. It's it's an episode where there are aliens that show up and they are trying to be all friendly with the the humans. And eventually one of the humans finds out that the book that the aliens are reading from is called To Serve Man. But it's like 
they hide the comma or something, and it's actually like about cooking people, not serving them food. Yeah, mm. so they're trying to get and the aliens are illiterate. No, the I'm aliens kidding. like hid the way it was written to make it look like they were going to serve them food. But then, like, uh, some lady comes by and, like, rips the back off the book or something. It's like, oh, no, it's actually about eating people. What happened in the episode, though, other than them showing them the book? It's the whole time they're trying to convince these people to come on a spaceship with them. So it's, like, pr- promising and they're them like, look, we have this book. Why yeah. did they show them the book? Watch the episode. <laughs> why Watch why it. did they show yeah. them the book? It's really good. Why is it in English? It's amazing. Why do these aliens show up and have a book in Listen, English? Why did they make a prop the, book about eating people, then show it to people, but just cover up the comma? Listen here, They're Logan. They're like playing a joke. You two are being real Logan Paul right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> these are Logan Paul yeah, criticisms. Dude, calm down. But like, why didn't they just go in the fucking... Oh yeah, it is in a different language. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're learning that a lot of Twilight Zone is pretty fucking dumb. And yeah, we but it's so that. cool. It's like X. It's like so cool. Okay. Uh, Twilight Zone. So Nate wins. Nate, because you won, you can recommend something first. Do you have any recommendations since you ran yeah. through six of them in the last episode? Yes. I'm going to recommend these episodes of Black Mirror specifically. Awesome. Actually, that's great. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm actually going to jot these down. Uh, all right. We should ahead. record it or something. The entire history of you. <laughs> Well, look these up too. Um, be right back. Uh, oh, that one's fucked. Yeah. Absolutely, don't watch the Waldo moment. <laughs> uh, oh God! Now we're in the American ones. There's one. I there's one more that I want to watch. That I want to. S- the British kid one. The British kid one. The one I'm trying to remember. Hang on, I'll find it. Uh. It's a this British one. Podcast though. gold. Calm down. The first hour was good. This this doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the one Ben referenced that the USS Callister is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I'm looking for one more that I know I want. Uh, can't find it though. Uh, Jake specifically only used Striking Vipers. I'm trying to find like the Ooh, Christmas special good. one. Oh, that one's good. Yeah, I, I can't find that one. That's the other one. It's the one with John Ham. Just look him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find. I'll search that name in the Ham with two M's. Uh, um, White Christmas. I skipped that one because I thought it was the the bear one, but. Yeah, White Christmas is the other one. Hang All right. On, final one. Uh, Shut Up and Dance. That's the one I'm thinking of. But only watch that one. Like, watch that one on its own, because you won't be able to watch any after that. You're so excited about this, Ben. It's interesting. I remember being shook by it for a while. Okay. Jake, any recommendations for the group? Uh, So I have two. One that I had, and then... You saying Striking Vipers. I don't know if I've recommended this before. because It's been a while since I finished it off, but uh, Cobra Kai is surprisingly nice. good. I think I have recommended it before on here. Oh, I keep hearing that. But, I don't uh, want to watch it. No, I believe me. I started watching it on a whim, 
planning on okay i'll i'll get a couple episodes in and then i'll be done um but it's actually good it's definitely cheesy it's cheesy uh because these you know old white people are karate masters and also they teach their white children how to be karate experts in a very short amount of time <laughs> but it's uh it's actually really good and it's i feel like it gets better too as it goes on which is also uh surprising for a it's tv series and then uh let me see september 9th is the release of the next season season five oh, i thought you're doing another future of <laughs> of what of cobra kai oh of the, of the, the next yeah. season yeah oh they're on, they're on they've done four seasons jesus yeah Stretching it real and thin. That's going to be one week after the air date of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Everyone check it out. My other recommendation that I was going to originally do was for a oh. game. Everyone needs to play Stray. Yeah. That was good. Have you played it? No. Oh, it's so good. It really um, likes cats. Yeah, my favorite. Yes. It's, it's uh, not a particularly complex game. And it's also not very long, but it's it's a really cool story. It's a really cool world, and honestly, they just nailed cat behaviors and mannerisms, and it's really endearing. Cool. I mean, I heard there was a dedicated meow button, and I was sold. There, one hundred percent is. I'm in. It's like I kind of. Did Did you play it on your on uh, PC? No, I'm. I haven't finished it. I am playing it on PS5. Yeah, See, yeah, that's the, my biggest issue right now. Is I want to play it on a console. So buy a console. I don't. I don't have a. I want to play it on Switch. I don't have a PS5. Buy a PS5. No. Yeah, there's a there's a solution. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is Reservation Dogs on Hulu. It's a uh, coming of age story about some uh, uh, Native American kids growing up on a Native American reservation in modern day Oklahoma, and it is funny and heartfelt and a cool uh, representation of other people that uh, don't really get a lot of time in media and I think it's a really well done story. Yeah. Taika Waititi helped bring it together but um, some other writer and director. But that's really good. It's on Hulu. Uh, anything else for everybody awesome. before we go? Yeah, I, I forgot there's something uh, recently. Uh, Taskmaster Oh, uh, British! Yes. Oh my British God! Show so yes. good. Oh it's my all God. on YouTube too. Yep, that's I. I don't know how the first one popped up. Uh, it's all I watch on my feed, but but one popped up, and I'm like, "What's this?" And I watched it, and I binged so many. Like, just I. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. I just watch a yep. game, and then a game, and then you know, just different isolated tasks, and they're all brilliant. Um. One of the comedians has become one of my favorite comedians. Um, James A. Caster. James the, A. Caster, yeah. The, 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 no, the Pakistani oh. guy. Ra- Ra- Rama, Ra- Rama, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Fine. I haven't seen that one. Ranganathan. Yes. That's his last yes. name. Ramesh Ranganathan, he's I think. So which, uh, which oh my series? God, he's so good. So I can check it I out. I don't even know. Come on, guys. Fuck off. <laughs> No, like, we watched, which one is he on? Yeah, well, we've been watching, like, you, sh- you should 
it's they're fun to watch if you like any of the people. Yeah. They're fun to watch it in series two. There's kind of a running like we watched series nine, I think, has James A. Caster. Or or He's on series one. Oh wow, okay. Uh but yeah, like the, 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 a story develops too, like yeah. uh, in terms of uh, yeah. Eight out of ten cats does countdown is hilarious as well. If you like that style, oh yeah, incredible. Oh, that, that was what first got me into the British. Uh, I love the way British people do game shows. I it's so much better. It's just comedians fucking around, like the big fat trivia every crew. game yeah. show. Those are good. Yeah. Oh my god, they're yeah. amazing. We need that here. Uh, they tried Taskmaster here, but they had. Um, Oh, what's his name? Fuck. Hang on. That guy was at. Reggie Watts. They had Reggie Watts be the Greg Davies host, Mm. and that didn't work at all. Oh, it didn't work? No, it's the same. I like I like Reggie guy. Watts. They're the same, but he's not Greg Davies. Like he's not ever going to be like. The problem with yeah, Reggie Watts true. is he's not funny or entertaining. <laughs> wow. Jake starts. It's not a critique. Jake straight at the camera when he said. It's not a critique. It's just if you're trying to be a comedian, it's a critique. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great note to end on. I love that. Uh, so yeah, anything <laughs> from Channel 4 on YouTube is hilarious, but uh, Taskmaster is awesome. Love that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Enjoy your rum. Enjoy your cinema. We'll see you next time. Uh, keep recording. We're just going to run right through. Um, let's uh, watch. For, because Ben's definitely not going to like record this. No. I just want you all to know that Ben did like a little uh, directing finger motion on for us. I really appreciated it. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Keep it crisp. Don't do do nothing. I, well, I'm gonna, the I'm action gonna is a little, do nothing. What, 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 what do they call a movie clapper? A, a span? No, timer? I don't know. Clapper? Who are you? Right, well, what is it called? Yeah. I'm just making fun We're of you for not knowing you. Ben. We're asking you. <laughs> <laughs>